reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. There's a voice that cries out in the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all There's a God that walks over the earth Searching for a heart that is desperate Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all He says, love me Love me with your whole heart He wants it all today Serve me Serve me with your life now He wants it all today Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all. There's a voice that cries out in the silence, searching for a heart that will love him, longing for a child. walks over the
was it all? The cicada walks over the air, searching for a heart that is desperate, longing for a child that will. The God that walks over the air, searching for a heart that is desperate, longing for a child that will give a mirror, give it all, he wants it all. for the Lord this morning. It's a beautiful Sunday morning and I'm very happy that you are able to make it to church because today is the first Sunday of this month and in Divine Encounter Service we have pronounced this month as the month of turning points. Every situation in your life will bow this month. Every hard ground in your life will be made soft in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Now, before the word of God comes, we have amongst us a brother who wants to share his testimony. Shall we put our hands together and invite Joseph Dollar to come and share his testimony? Joseph, where is he? Please appreciate him. He's coming. Encourage him with your hand clap. Joseph Dollar is my name. Uh, for two years, I've stopped going to church and uh, I've been masturbating for five good years. So, I heard of Bishop Crusade at Aviation Park. So, I was there. So, uh, I gave my life to Christ. And from that day to now, I've never been doing that again. I thank God for my life. Amen. Put your hands together for our brother. That is a miracle. The power of the devil broken over his life the moment he gives his life to Christ. 
I see every habit in your life bowing to the power of God in the name of Jesus. Wow. This morning, we are very privileged that God has prepared a vessel for us. We've come to the very important part of this service. Can we see Hebrews chapter 11 verse 40? And I want you with rapt attention to observe. The Bible says that 40, 40. Exactly. It said, God having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. There are some people without which your life will never be made perfect. And this morning, I want you to understand that the voice you are about to listen to is one such person. It is a privilege to sit at his feet. It is, anybody can pick a Bible and say something out of it. But the person speaking the word of God makes a difference. Because the anointing is different. Last week I preached here. But if you are around today, sit back, tighten your seatbelt. It's a different experience altogether. With a shout, clap of our hands, let's invite the ministry of Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Celebrate the Lord. church this morning clap your hands for Jesus and you may please be seated as I said earlier this morning beautiful Sunday morning is our is the first Sunday of the month of July and in our wonderful church Lighthouse Chapel International the month of July is set apart as the month of evangelism the month of evangelism the month of evangelism where we all make an effort to tell others about christ how many i was told that there are 10 believers in this service can i see by hand the 10 of you the 10 believers who are the 10 people who are this christians Ten. Okay. The rest of you are the unbelievers. Can I see your hand, please? Please lift your hand. The, 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 the rest of you are unbelievers. Let me see your hand. Hey, so what are you? Eh? How many believers do we have here? Wow. So, if you are a believer, a believer is someone who believes in God, whose faith is in God. And we also say you are born again. You have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your personal Savior. Now, when that happens, you enter into a relationship. The Apostle Paul says that some time ago, we were aliens, we were foreigners, we were strangers. But now, through the blood of Christ, we have been grafted into Christ as children of God. When you are born... When your mother gave birth to you 26 years ago, you became a creation of God. So today in the hospital, 
many creations of God are being born. If you are pregnant here, when you give birth, you give birth to a beautiful, bouncing baby boy. That boy is a creation of God. Amen. That boy is not a child of God. The fact that you are a human being does not mean you are a child of God, a creation of God. Then, as you live your life, somebody comes to you and preaches to you. Or you go to church and you hear the gospel. And when you hear the gospel, you decide to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible says that as many as received him, to them gave him what? Power to become what? The sons of God. As many as believed him and received him, to them. Where do we find that verse? Where do we find that verse? Christians, where do we find that verse? Somebody says First John chapter 12. Sorry. Somebody says what? Matthew chapter what? 14. Where do we find that verse? John chapter 1. Say John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons. So when your mother gives birth to you, you are a boy. You are not a son of God. You're not a child of God. You are a wonderful and a beautiful creation of God who could as well be called the child of the devil. But when you receive him into your heart, then you become the son of God. Of course, if you are a lady, you become what? The daughter of God. Say amen. Now, when you become a child of God, you and God begin a relationship. How many children of God are here in the service? Many of us, right. So you, you, you start to have a relationship with God. God becomes your father. You remember Jesus Christ told certain people that you, you, you are of your father, the devil. Yes. So there are many scriptures that support the fact that being around does not mean God is your father. Amen. Now, when God becomes your father, you enter into this relationship with God. Many things happen. When you become a child of God, you start going to church. If you were not going to church, you will live a holy life. A child of God doesn't fornicate. So the testimony we heard this morning, this brother, as soon as he heard the gospel, a problem that I'm sure had afflicted him for years came to an abrupt halt in his life. Why? Because if you receive Jesus Christ, you don't just get Christ, but you receive power. Anytime we talk about power, you are dealing with a force that changes things. So when you give your life to Christ, if you are fornicating, you stop fornicating. Fornicating. If you were a thief, you don't thief again. Eh? If you are spending your time in the nightclubs, you stop that life and now you are in church. One of the signs of a person who is born again, a man who is born again in his late 20s, one of the signs of a born-again Christian is that he finds a wife to marry. When a man in his late 20s goes to church and crosses into early 30s and doesn't want to marry, he's likely not to be born again. Why? It, because he may be doing certain things in other places. Do you see? Yeah. But those are lower ranking signs. So there are many things 
you pray to God, he hears your prayer, many wonderful things. You go to church, you have a pastor, you read your Bible every day. So that's a born-again Christian who has a relationship with God. This morning, I want to introduce to you a very important part of your relationship with God as a Christian in just a few minutes. When you become born again, you don't just start praying to God, only praying to God, reading your Bible, having Christian friends, stopping fornication and all the things. But one of the things that must also be seen in the life of a Christian is that that person, not a pastor, not a prophet, not a reverend, the ordinary Christian who has encountered Jesus Christ must also be a soul winner. It is an important component of your relationship with God. So if soul winning is not a part of your Christian life, you are not really born again. You don't really love God. When I was coming to church this morning, I was listening to Pastor Mesa Otabel on Joy FM just around here. And uh, he was saying the same thing. I, I don't know whether July is also the amount of evangelism. That soul winning is not the work of pastors alone. That a Christian, a believer sitting in church must be a soul winner. And I am saying that, I, 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 I told you humorously, one of the ways to see if a man is born again and is around 28 is that he looks for a wife to marry. And settle down now but more pointedly more pointedly if you are a believer and you are not engaged in the work of witnessing if anybody here is a believer and witnessing sharing the gospel of Christ to people is not a path it's not in your life my if my announcement this morning is that it is not likely you love God. You don't love God. Anybody who loves God will find himself witnessing to someone and, and, and ensuring that the person gets to know Jesus Christ and helps the person to settle in church as a believer. Turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 21. Let me show you that if you are not involved in ministering to others you don't love god and i'm sure you don't want to hear someone telling you you don't love god how many how many of you feel that you love god how many of you know that you love god my final question how many of you love god look at it there john chapter 21 verse 14 this is now the third time that jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead Verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Jonas is John, Simon, son of John, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again the second time, Simon, son 
of John. Jonas, lovest thou me? Do you love me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. So any Christian who loves God will be involved in feeding. And one of the ways to feed the sheep of Christ is to share the gospel. Hmm? You get it? When you go to town and you witness to someone, you are feeding the person because that person is a sheep. The sheep of Christ are not only found in the church. We are the sheep of his pasture. Jesus Christ said, other sheep I have who are not of this fold. We are not. One day, one young man went to see his father to give him a plot of land that the father had. The son wanted the plot of land for something. So he went to the father and said, Daddy, I want to kindly ask you to bless me with your land at uh, North Kaneshi or East Legon. And the father told the son to sit down. He said, I want to tell you something. So the, the son thought the father was going to give him the indenture and the things and show him, send someone to go and show him. And the father told him that, um, George, it seems you don't know, but I want to inform you that you are not my only son. You are not my only child. I have got other children. This morning, God is saying to you that you are not his only sheep. He has got other sheep. And if you love him, you will feed the other sheep. This month, every Sunday, what we will do in this service is that we will come to church with the other sheep who are outside. So the month of July is declared set by your soul Sunday. Set by your soul month. Next Sunday is set by your soul Sunday. And this month we are not dressing down. We are not wearing t-shirts and underwear. We are ourselves. Yes. Because already in the service, without announcing that we are dressing down, many of you have dressed down anyway. Uncle Frank has dressed down. Uncle Frank, can you stand up and give us a wave? Let me show the church that on a normal Sunday, you can also dress down. That's a handsome young man. Is he a young man? Okay. A handsome man. <laughs> yeah. Normal Sunday. But he's, look, he's not looking even more handsome than he, yeah. So next week, if you like, you can wear t-shirts, you can wear your shirt, you can wear your suit, you can wear your tie. But the matter is not what you are wearing, but who is sitting by your side. Clap your hands for Jesus. So, before I end, I want to give you, I'm teaching from this book, tell them 120 reasons why you must be a what? A what? A what? In chapter 2 of this book, this book is about evangelism, soul winning. I want to ask everyone to try. If you go to the bookshop, you'll get a copy of this. 
read it, it will stir up. There are 120 reasons why. In this book, you find 120 reasons why you should be a soul winner. Then there's another chapter which talks about missionaries. Missionaries. And this morning, I am sharing from the chapter on missionaries. Just a, a point or two in, in, in three minutes. Yes, because one of the things that happens to us when we get born again is that every Christian becomes a missionary. A missionary is not someone who leaves Switzerland and comes to Ghana, sent by the Basel mission. That's a missionary, but that's not the only definition of a missionary. He is just obeying. Sorry, can we turn our Bibles to Matthew 28? Matthew 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Say all nations. All nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. Quickly as we end. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Say amen. So, when you come to know Jesus, you are likely to hear him telling you to go. 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 The church of God must be a going church. Not a staying church. Go. Tell your neighbor, go. Respectfully tell your neighbor, can you go? Are you the type who can go? Or you are the same type. So I want to end by sharing with you what happens to you when you go and what happens to you when you don't go. Anybody who goes becomes a missionary. The word missionary is not related to distance traveled. That above 12,000 kilometers, you are a missionary. Below 12,000 kilometers, you are not a missionary. Actually, Oswald J. Smith, one of the towering figures in Christianity, said, if you cannot cross the streets to your neighbor to share Christ, you will not be given the privilege to cross the ocean to another nation. So when you cross the streets, you are also a missionary. I said, if you cannot cross the street, you cannot cross the ocean. Every Christian, a missionary. Now, everybody must go. But as, as you know, not everybody will go. <laughs> Why will not everybody go? Because some people are not children of God, but they are children of the devil. A child of God will go. How many of you are children of God who will go? Right. Now, what happens to those who go? Many of them, hundred blessings, but I'm giving you just one. That one alone is more than a thousand blessings. He said, go ye therefore. And when you go to teach them whatsoever I've commanded you, he said, lo, and I am with you. So one blessing of going is that you enjoy the ever-abiding presence of God in your life. Yes. 
those who go experience God's presence. I'm with you. I'm with you. I am with you. Always. So that is it. When you go, God will be with you. He will teach you what to say. He will grant you favor before men. When God is with you, health is with you. When God, yes. Are you aware that we've got pastors, prophets, teachers, apostles, evangelists? Among the fivefold ministry, it is the evangelists who live longest. Evangelists live very long. Billy Graham is begging God to die. He's not dying. He wants to die. He can't die. Oral Roberts recently died. Full of years when pastors are dying in their 40s. I am with you. God will be with you. When you step out, God comes to abide with you. So this month, this month, this month, we are going to do things that will let God be with us. How many of you want God to be with you? Yes. That's what you are going to do this month. Now, if you don't go also, as some of you will not go, what happens to you? Why don't people go? The answer is in Matthew 24 verse 12. People don't go because, it's a, and because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall grow cold. One of the many reasons, this is just one of the reasons why Christians don't win souls is that there is a lot of sin in their lives. You will not have the feeling to witness to anybody when you are living in sin. So if you are here and you don't witness, I am informing you that it is likely there is some sin. There is some evil in you that is shutting you down and shutting you up. Now, what does sin do? Sin dilutes your love. Remember I've told you, we read in John 21 that when you love God, you will feed sheep. When you see someone who wants to be a shepherd, the person loves God. When you see somebody who is excitedly bouncing around, doing outreaches, soul winning, the person loves God. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. So when sin enters your life, what it does is that it makes you a cold Christian. Christians who don't witness are cold Christians. Cold. If you are fervent, you will win a soul. This month of July will be a month of hotness and fervency. And the disciples, the Christians, those days when Christ died, are not very different from those of us who are here. When Jesus spoke, some of them, most of them, didn't obey him. So something happened to them after Jesus left. Acts chapter 8. They were in Jerusalem. When God had told them 
when Christ had told them to go. They were in Jerusalem having conventions, having parties, marrying. Meanwhile, Jesus had told them, go to all nations. They were in one church, inviting prophets. Hey! Prophets will come. As the prophet is prophesying, they will say, also for Kodip. Kodip. They were in the church, enjoying conventions, and parties, and fan fests. Eating communion in the church. Then Acts chapter 8. Verse 1. The Bible says, Saul, a certain man named Saul. You see, Saul represents not just a human being, but Saul represents a situation. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, at what time? The time of conventions, the time of parties, the time of prophetic nights and all nights, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at where? Jerusalem. It was not the church at Antioch or the church in Macedonia. It was the Jerusalem church. That pepper, pepper spray was sent from heaven. Pepper spray. If you don't go, I've told you, if you go, what happens to you? God will be with you. If you don't go, persecution. Today, me, I can't believe it that in my lifetime, I received text messages from stubborn church members of this church begging me to give them work to do. Me, in my lifetime, not in my children's lifetime. As I've been in this church, preaching till my mouth is dry, they look at me. As I'm preaching, they are, they are chewing gum like cows. That I'm talking, I'm sweating, wiping my sweat. <laughs> I, I feel like a fool. In my lifetime, pepper spray <laughs> has been sent to them. They are now texting me, give me work to do. There's no work, it's finished. If you want work to do, go outside. Go and win a soul. When you don't go, look. God is not a fool. You see, in the, one of the services, I'm going to preach a message titled, Privileges and Responsibilities. Yes. I hope you'll be around. Privileges and Responsibilities. Most people want to enjoy Privileges. And want to take away the responsibilities that go with the privileges. And that type of life leads to disasters. You may even try to enjoy privileges. Without responsibilities, either the privilege will be cut off. It will be cut off. Or, if they say you are continuing the privileges, in the privileges, a problem will come to you. It is, it, it's not... Just Christians. It's a problem of the world. People want, like men, he wants to have sex. But he doesn't want to pay dowry. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go to the problem of wrapping a girl and being bounced. Proposing and the girl doesn't, the, the girl says no, no. He wants to have sex without engagement. 
Yes. Engagement is the responsibility that is attached to the privilege of having a Coca-Cola shaped body on your bed. It's not like that. You must pay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There are girls who want the privilege of having a man's body in their bed but don't want the privilege of being a wife. Yes. So I had a friend on campus. She told me that Edwin, when I grow, when I, she was studying law. A law. She's a lawyer in town. She said she will be a second wife. Because you see, a second wife is, is a special person. A second wife is not like a first wife. A second wife comes to enjoy things that she has not planted. The thing has become nice. Then she steps in. When the cars are in the house. When, there's the, when the man is looking nice. When the man is presentable. But there was a time the man was not presentable. But a certain woman married her. Like today I prayed to Uncle Frank and his wife. You should have seen his wedding picture. He looked like a terrorist. But Auntie Joa said, I like you. Yes, the girls are laughing at your head. But I like you. 24 years down the line, every woman is looking, well, who is that guy? That tall guy, that guy, that guy. Your mouth. Privileges. Privileges. I just recently heard a pastor who said he had bought a car for um, one of his workers, another car for this worker. And people were sitting there. I told, I told someone that, look, you don't have any idea. The work they do, if you take you into that work, your marriage will collapse. Yes. Every privilege comes with responsibilities. Last week, England, Great Britain, UK, they voted to come out of Europe. Yeah, why? Why? Because migrants, foreigners from Eastern Europe, from wherever, they were entering UK like, I mean, in, 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 Hundreds of thousands. They said, no, 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 no. They voted out. Few days after voting out, the prime minister went back to Brussels. And as he was talking, in his speech, in his speech, so they were all listening to him. His people had voted that they were coming out of Europe. As he was talking, he made some comments that um, they are also within the um, arrangement of coming out of Europe. They are, also, they are also going to look at how to be a part of the single market and uh, uh, see how the economy is so, hey! Then the leader of the EU said, hey! He said, you cannot cherry pick. You cannot, this way, he said, you cannot cherry pick what you want. That you want part of the market, but you don't want part of the migrants coming to your country. No! You don't want the migrants, you don't want the markets. That's all! Another time you see them, you see boys. Some of you are fornicating because you don't even have money for engagement. You can't even, you've not even bought one cloth. But some of us also we've had the feelings, but because we have not bought the cloth, we kept our feelings inside. <laughs> that is the church now. You come to church. The privilege you don't have any idea what God has saved you from by being in the church. Some of you should be in jail by now. Some of you should be out of your mind by now. Some of you should be mad by now. Some of you, your, not you, not you, your children by this time should be fornicating by now. 
but by the grace of God. Being in church alone, you have the privilege of a happy marriage, a blessed life, your child goes to school, and all these things are privileges. But ladies and gentlemen, it is not like that. God has blessed me. He's blessed my children. He's blessed my house. He's blessed my life. He's, I'm a blessed man. But that is one part of the story. With the blessing also comes responsibilities of going out. So when God sees that you want to fool him, you want to make an idiot of him, you want to make a toy of him, then he sends pepper spray. Some of you listening to me today, the next major event in your life will be a pepper spray in your house. I am telling you. Unless you repent and you turn around and go. Because God has blessed you. He has not done anything bad to you. You, you remember, six months you've been in church. Six years you've been in church. Ten years you've been in church. How many years have you been in church? How many years since you came to this church? Two years. Tell us bad things which have happened to you. What bad thing has happened to you? Stand up. What bad thing has happened to you? As you have been in your uncle's farm. <laughs> no. What bad thing has happened to you since you've been in church? No bad thing. You've had HIV? No. Depression? No. Rat diet is because of the church that you are not depressed. You cannot come around. If you are here, you are a first timer. Maybe you've not seen a pastor preaching like this before. I'm introducing myself to you. I'm Pastor Edwin. Listen carefully. Next week, don't come. Here, we speak the truth. You cannot come here. Enjoy the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The serenity of the atmosphere. The blessing of God upon your life. Miracles. Testimonies. Like the brother masturbating for how many years? He enters a crusade. The gospel is preached from that day till now. No masturbation. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. But it's not enough. There are also responsibilities. And when God sees that as is with you, it's like you are, you are wise. You've come for a wife. You've come for a husband. Your children are nice. But he sees that you don't want to move. Suddenly, you are in your house and your son. Your son who was attending white church. Your son who always says, Daddy, give me offering money. You'll be there. He comes and says, Daddy, I want to marry. What? Kwame, you want to marry? Yes. I've not seen you with any girl. Oh, daddy, it's true. It's not a girl. It's a boy. Listen to my words carefully. I'm speaking as a prophet now. Nobody can fool God. I'm, I'm talking to you today. Today is truth, plain truth. You can't fool God because he's not a fool. You will discover that you are the fool. You cannot enjoy privilege. Some of you have had accidents. You didn't die. Diseases which killed your friends. It came on you. You survived it. It's a privilege. That's how I'm enjoying it. You're also enjoying it. The job you have. The promotion. If you look at the job, a young man like you, look at the chair you are sitting on. A young girl, look at the chair you are sitting on. But when God sees that, you only came to make a few. You came to just eat. Yes, one day I went to, in the university, I went to a girl's room. I was hungry. It's been a long time since I saw her. Hey, she made some food for me. I've, I, I, I still remember. And no, and no, and no, and no. Vota hall. She said, Edwin, sit down. I'm coming. She went to the next room, brought something. Another room brought something. She pulled a I was sitting down. I crossed my legs. Oh. 
within 15 minutes, Charlie. Some food be ate. I finished eating. I had a lecture. So I, that's why I passed through the girls. I was going for a lecture. <laughs> Boys are real. So as I was going, I said, Adline, thanks so much. And I, and, I, and I said, how can I say thanks to you? She turned and said, you want to say thanks? Wash the dishes. Yes! You can't just come and eat my food and I will wash the dishes. But of course, she allowed me to go. You, some of you want to eat the food but you don't want to wash the dishes. This month, the dishes we are washing are the dishes of souls, outreaches, crusade. We are having a crusade. I'm sorry. The, the crusade people, come. Quickly come and tell us what is happening this month. Yes. When I say receive it, they say, I receive. You receive what? You just came for blessings and marriage and you receive what? What is happening this month, you and your man? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Bishop said, this month is Evangelism Month. And all over the church, we are winning souls for the Lord. Amen. I don't see excitement in the house. Amen. So this month, um, the crusade happens on the 21st and 22nd of July. It's a Thursday and a Friday. And it's a bring your soul crusade. Amen. Bring your soul crusade. It's a bring your soul crusade. Amen. At the crusade, there'll be miracles. There'll be healing. So you will come and say that your waist is paining you. You want healing at the crusade. But it's not just healing. You must bring your what? You must bring your what? Your soul. Continue. Hallelujah. So we've seen that previous, on previous crusades, it's more like a lighthouse convention. We come for our own crusades. But now we yeah. want the people who are not saved, we want to bring them from the house into the crusade to be saved and also retain them in the church. Amen. So everybody is bringing three people, at least three people. When is the crusade? What's the date? 21st July and 22nd And today's July. date is what? Today is 3rd July. Third. So 20 days, you should be able to find three souls. Because some of you, in 20 days, if you are in the old life, you would have wrapped three girls in 20 days. You, am I lying? <laughs> the crusade will be at OEB uh-huh. Presby School Park. Yes. OEB? OEB Presby School Park. So... So the venue is at the Presby School Park on the main OEB junction to your right. Yes. We would bus you to the crusade. We will bus you and your souls, your friends, your family into the crusade. Wherever you are staying, buses will be around the area, your area, because we've got zones and we've got uh, uh, zonal leaders. They will help you to come to the crusade. But you are not coming alone. You are coming with your soul. How many of you want... To enjoy the privileges and also the responsibility of going out. May persecution not come to you. Hallelujah.
What a blessing. This morning, healing is going to come into your body. Every disease in your life will be perished. It's one of the privileges of being in church. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, please lift up your hand. I want to pray for you to be born again. You want to receive Jesus Christ into your life. Yes, lift your hand and, and I'm going to pray with you right now. Pastor, I want to be born again. Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ. Lift your hand high above your head. You want to be born again. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I come to you today and ask you to wash my sins away. Please receive me as your child. I'm not going back to the world. I will serve you. I will live a holy life. I will stay in church. This is my home now. I'm born again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.